Hello and welcome to the Inner Know podcast with Janelle Bridge, where we talk about everything spiritual development. Let's go. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to my podcast. So tonight I'm going to talk to you about fear of failure. Now, we touched on this a little bit in my episode um, titled Scared, Do It Anyway, but I've had very specific questions coming in over my social media over the last few weeks in regards to fear of failure specifically. Um, I also touched on it a fair bit in my Break Through Your Bullshit workshop as well. It was something that came up quite a lot. So let's dedicate a full episode to fear of failure. So first of all, let's have a little bit of a chat around what fear of failure is, what its purpose is, and why it strikes us down, and then what we can do about it, yeah? So fear of failure is essentially exactly as it sounds, feeling immobilized um, because you're scared if you do it, you'll do it wrong, feeling like you would rather not try in case you get it wrong. Sometimes it can present as extreme anxiety. Sometimes sometimes it can present as not starting a project or not trying, not going after a dream because the thought of trying and failing feels a hell of a lot scarier than not trying at all. And I think that, you know, if we get out of our, our brains and into our bodies, we realize that not trying for our dreams is in fact the scariest and the biggest tragedy of, of all time. But, you know, sometimes it's like, well, if I don't try, I'll never know. (laughs) And I can always think that that was for me, but I just didn't get a chance to give it a go. Right. But if we try and we try and we fail, that can be quite devastating. So how can we move past fear of failure? Why do we want to? But first of all, why does it exist? Now it exists for a really wholesome reason. It exists to keep us safe. So part of our psyche, part of our brain, part of our ego, whatever you want to refer to it as comes up and says, please don't do this. I don't want you to look silly please don't try to do this I don't want you to be disappointed please just keep yourself safe yeah so it's this nurturing warm kind part of our brain that is like please don't put yourself out there I don't want you to be hurt I don't want you to be disappointed I don't want you to fail I don't want you to be embarrassed it's my job to keep you safe now viewing that part of our brain our ego our psyche as warm, nurturing, and kind, to me, is the first step to overcoming fear of failure. Because if we view that part of our brain as like, oh, my God, it's trying to keep me small. It's holding me back. I fucking hate that part of me. We're essentially fighting with our own head, which I have done for a very long time. And let me tell you, no one wins, and it's exhausting. So if we can embrace the part of our body, brain, psyche, soul that's trying to keep us safe and listen to what it's sharing with us but also share our opinion back. Now I sound really crazy. Rather than just like, oh, how do I make it stop? How do I make it stop? How do I make it stop? Okay, what is it? what am I trying to be shown here? What is my anxiety bringing up for me right now? What is the worst that could happen? If I just try this and I get it completely wrong. Most of the time, our ego is trying to stop us from experiencing something that it feels that maybe we can't hold, right? So I'll never forget we were starting to landscape our garden at our cottage, at our little cottage. And I remember my husband was so paralyzed by starting it because he didn't want it not to be perfect. And 
it was such it was such a I have no I have no perfectionism within me (laughs) I've spoken about this before um but I do have fear of failure I absolutely do and I'll speak into my experiences but spirits just dropping in this one first of all he really didn't want to start it. It was so frustrating. I remember he would order plants, then he would take them back, and he was just like, no, like it needs to be perfect. And I'm like, it really doesn't. It's about magic. Gardens are magic, you know. It's about the process. It's about the excitement. It's about the hope, you know, all of it. And he was like, no, 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 like it has to be perfect. And he would spend so much time researching and so much time planning that he never got a single thing done. And his kind of the way that he described it was I'd rather not do it than not do it perfectly. He had a really f- big fear of failing. And if we unpack that, he didn't want to do it and not have it good enough and then feel not good enough and then feel embarrassed. And his brain was trying to keep him safe from that embarrassment or that feeling of disappointment. So the safest disappointment for him was not to try. Anyway, we did it. We have a crazy cottage garden. She's beautiful. And now Daphne, our little lab, is eating all the bloody flowers and digging holes. But that's okay. It's autumn. <laughs> we will shoot for the moon next spring. Um, so it can show up in many, many ways. And one of the ways in which it's shown up for me uh, quite intensely. So the more we want something, the more our fear, fear of failure will show up and try and stop us from allowing that to happen. So... I've spoken about this quite a lot recently, my absolute transference into coaching from readings and psychic development teachings. And, you know, it's been something, coaching has been something I've been doing for quite a while and I absolutely love it. But I just knew that I needed to burn my current business to the ground energetically and really focus and hone in on, on what I fucking know that I'm meant to do, which is to speak, to coach, to inspire, you know, and I just energetically and intuitively knew that it was time to let go of everything that wasn't lighting me on fire. And the fear of failure reared its head for me over the past few months, bigger than I've probably ever experienced in my life. And I share that with you vulnerably and rawly. Um, To step out of a huge business that has supported us over COVID solely (laughs) scary as I say at my tummy churns to step into something that is a long-term game that is exactly what I know that I've wanted to do forever I knew that I wanted to do this when I was 17 years old I'm 30 fucking seven next month the reason I took so long to jump fully into this was I thought that I needed to have huge success under my belt for anybody to listen to me or for anybody to be convinced by me. And you know what's so funny is it's been the unpacking of external successes and the unraveling of external successes that has given me my coaching skills. (laughs) And I have so much to coach on and I can't believe I ever doubted, ever, ever doubted my capacity to do this. But anyway, I'm digressing. But I've known that I've wanted to do it forever. And I've done so many things and I've done things that are probably harder than coaching, you know, officiating weddings in front of 300 people, officiating funerals, you know, hard things, running big event companies. But for some reason, going all in on coaching scared the shit out of me. And I'll tell you why. It scared the shit out of me because I was like, this is what I meant to fucking do. And if I try this and if I fail, I don't know if I can hold that. 
that wasn't the conversation I was having in my head. That was the unpacking of the emotions going on underneath the conversation I was having in my head. The conversation in my head was like, stop being a dickhead. Continue to do readings. No one wants to be coached by you. Why do you think you're a coach? <laughs> Nobody likes you, you know, mean girl stuff. But I fully recognize that the fear of failure was coming up hugely because I want this. I know that I'm meant to do it. It means so fucking much to me. And that's why it scared the shit out of me. So when we commit, when we express, when we decide on our biggest desires and when they feel so fucking good in our body, that's terrifying. That's terrifying to think that we can get our hopes up to achieve that and have that rug pulled from under us. It shows for people in many different ways. For me, you know, as I say, it was it was there. Um, it used to be prevalent in anything. Like I wouldn't try something if I didn't know I was going to be good at it, <laughs> whether it was a sport, a dance class, whatever. Now I don't care. I'm happy to look silly. But I know for a lot of my clients it, it um, comes up in new jobs or starting businesses or putting themselves out there. Um, it can come up in relationships. You know, I'm scared of this relationship. It feels good. That terrifies me. You know, let's talk about it for the sake of putting us ourselves out there in business. You know, this is something I'm coaching on right now. And it's scary because we're like, I know that this is what I'm here for, right? I know that this is my jam. What if people don't like me? What if something that's so important to me rejects me? Fucking terrifying. I get it. But again, if we encompass, if we involve, if we listen to that voice in our head that's being mean, if we understand that they are loving us and it might feel like critical love, it might feel like controlling love, but it's a form of love to keep us safe. It's a lot easier to step into or out of our fear of failure. So it comes up in many, many, many different ways. And let's let's look at how we overcome, how we overcome our fear of failure. Now, I don't think that we can ever just be like, whoo, I had Reiki and I overcame my fear of failure. First of all, you want to get to the root cause of why you are so worried about failing. And that's something, you know, one-on-one in coaching we would we would work through and we would get to the crux of that and we would realize and work out how that's not relevant to you anymore and, and that would untangle and probably banish that for you. Um But say you're not in a position to get coaching. How can you step out of your fear of failure? A this is a um, structure, no exercise. (laughs) My brain is starting to switch off. It's eight thirty on a Sunday night, and I've done yin yoga. It's delicious. An exercise that I went through with a coach of mine was okay. So, what is the worst that can happen? What is the worst that can happen within this? And I was like, cool. And I started to go down the anxious path of what would happen. Now, I'm going to share you the situation so it makes a bit sense to you. This was during COVID. This was like we'd lost all of our business and and I'd, I'd just signed up with a coach and we'd lost our income. And if you remember back in 2020 in Victoria, it was literally like events are shows closed for this weekend. And then it was events are closed for this weekend too. And this weekend, and now we don't know when they're going to be reopened. And then they reopened for two weeks, and then they weren't. And it was a very long and frustrating process for somebody <laughs> whose entire income came from the events industry. 
COVID burned my income to the ground, let me tell you. Anyway, and my stability, all of it. So I remember talking with my coach, Joe, and she said, I said, I'm just so fucking scared financially. I'm so scared. We were never prepared for this. We have cancellation processes. We have so much. Our income was rock solid. It wasn't rock solid against the pandemic, you know? Um, and she's like, what's the worst that can happen in this situation? And I was like, because I think I was saying that I felt really shitty spending my savings on groceries and stuff. And she was like, yeah, but if you can't spend your savings on groceries, like what can you spend them on? And I said, but I shouldn't have to spend my groceries. You know, I was very much in victim mode. And granted, I shouldn't have, but it was a situation. And she she really talked me through, can we get some gratitude for the fact that the savings are there? And she's like, "What? where is the scarcity coming from? And I said, it's coming from me dipping into my savings and not earning on top of that. She's like, okay, fair enough. And she said, so what, what is, let's go down the track. What, what could happen? Where are we at from here? And I was like, oh God, that, you know, the businesses don't come back or I don't replace my income or, cause I wasn't sure what I was going to do at this point in time. Um, or I don't replace my income and I don't know what to do. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, and the savings dwindle down and then I have to get a job. And that really left a sour taste in my mouth, having run businesses for the past 12 years and thrive off making money from myself. Um, and she's like, yep. And then, and I was like, oh, and she said, what if you couldn't get a job? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. She's like, and what would happen then? And what would happen then? And we ended up trailing the anxiety, <laughs> rolling stone back to if I couldn't pay my mortgage and I had to sell my house, would I have a place to live? Would someone take me and my children in? Now, let me tell you, this exercise felt disgusting. It was awful because everything my ego was, was like, oh, we never want to get that far. Oh, we never want to get that far. Oh, we never want to get that far. That would be awful. But what it showed me was that no matter how far I unraveled, I would always have my basic needs met. My ego would be kicking and screaming and having a tantrum, right? My heart would be too. But my basic needs of me and my kids were always met. And what that did was give me some safety. It gave me some stability through that root chakra. And I go, okay. My basic needs of me and my family are always met, perhaps not in the way I want them to be, but they are met and we are going to survive. So it eased that anxiety for me by allowing that rolling anxiety stone to go all the way down to worst case scenario for me. And what it also does is my brain the whole time was like, but I wouldn't let it get that far, but I wouldn't let it get that far, but I wouldn't let it get that far. So it showed me how capable I would be in all of those steps, if that makes sense as well. So that is a really powerful exercise that you can do. So if I try this and I fail this, what is the worst that could happen? People talk about me and say, oh my God, did you see she tried to launch that thing? And I don't think she's had a customer. Big whoop, who cares? Whatever. (laughs) If I put all my money into this and I lose all of my money, what does that look like? And instead of like using your anxiety to like hold you in that moment, be like, okay, where would I go from here? What would I do? Start to nut out that worst case scenario. That can be a really, really powerful way of recognizing that no matter what happens, you've got this. You've got this. And sometimes by allowing it to unravel right down to that worst case scenario, we realize we have it rather than trying to fumble and stay at the top of what, you know, oh, I don't want to think that far down. So when it comes to getting over our fear of failure, let's actually address the situation. Let's see what these fears are. Are they reasonable? You know, are we about to invest $200,000 into a business that might not work? Fear of failure, very real, very tangible. Big decision, right? I'm going to put up a post for my business and see if anyone likes it. Fear of failure, tangible, (laughs) valid. 
not going to financially ruin you. It depends. It depends on how big it is to you. But one thing for me that I like to sit with is, okay, and I talked about this in the scared, do it anyway. What's scarier to me? Trying, failing, knowing that I gave it a good fucking crack or sitting there going, I'm too scared to try. What kind of ancestor do you want to be? What type of great-grandmother do you want to be? What type of great-great-great-grandmother do you want to be? And if you don't want to have babies, what type of auntie do you want to be? What example do you want to set for generations to come? For me, I want to be the woman who fought for her dreams, who courageously went after the things that she wanted, who made a difference for the generations to come. And who also didn't give a fuck if she failed, right? Because let me tell you, and it's it's a lie for me to say that I don't give a fuck if I fail because I do and I will kick and scream. But what I can say to you with complete sincerity is that every time I've failed, quotation marks, every time I've made a mistake, every time something has gone wrong, I have learned so much, so much that it equipped me for the next step of my journey, probably more than my successes. So the only way that you're going to truly fail is if you do not try. I hope this has been helpful, my friends. If you feel that you need some one-on-one coaching around this um, to get yourself out there, it can be really tricky. And as I spoke about in a couple of episodes back, when we really like decide on our desires and we decide to go after them, our ego is going to be like, hello, let me drag you down. And coaching through that period can be so immeasurably beneficial. So if you feel that that could be good for you, I do jump on my website, ready to rise, have a look, have a look through the package and know that I can help you within this journey. Otherwise I do offer 15 minute clarity calls to see if you think we'd vibe working together. Reach out, send me a message in the DMs. If there's something you want to talk about, I'm always open. I might even jump on the potty and answer it for everyone. Um, Otherwise I'm always happy to have a chat with you on my DMs. Have a beautiful day, my friends. And if you feel someone you know could benefit from this podcast, please send it on down. I love you. I believe in you. Go after your dreams. Bye.